I'm Patience Tawengwa, and this is the podcast, Stories Told from an African Perspective. I define myself as a producer and director who tells global stories with universal themes from an African perspective, and this podcast is an extension of that aspiration. Join us as we travel the length and breadth of the African continent and across the globe to capture, bring to life, and share with you stories told from an African perspective. Welcome to Stories Told from an African Perspective. I'm Patience Tawengwa, and I'm in the studio today with the writer, Musekiwa Terence Samriwa, who wrote the story Disconnection. Disconnection premiered as a play at the 2009 edition of the Arara International Festival of the Arts in Zimbabwe and was developed as part of the Haifa Direct Mentorship Program supported by British Council. Musekiwa, welcome to Stories Told from an African Perspective. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm always curious to find out what inspired you to write the story, Disconnection. Can you take us back to that moment where you started developing the concept for the story? I guess most of the inspiration was derived from what was going on within my context at the time, you know, and the disintegration and breakdown of family due to economic conditions. And of course, if you recall, 2008, 2007 were very significant uh, economic years for our country, for Zimbabwe. Actually, let's stretch it back to 2003. Like between 2003 and 2008 was a lot more economic upheaval. And that led to families breaking down both internally, but also geographically with, you know, families parting ways, actually just to sustain the family. So whether it was the UK or South Africa, marriages would actually be split geographically Mm -hmm. for the sake of survival. So that's sort of like what I started observing and that led to initially, I think the title, Disconnection, where it seems we're together, but we're really apart, you know, and it's much deeper than a geographical concept. It's actually at an emotional and psychological level. Yeah, I remember 2008 was probably the height of money losing value in Zimbabwe at that time. And one of the things that happened was a lot of people lost pensions during that period. And one of your characters in this story um, actually goes through that. Do you have any personal experience of that particular event happening in your own life? Well, I wouldn't say in my life, but I think my, one of my siblings had their pension wiped out, like, and it was connected to a big insurance company. And within the space of a few months, there was nothing left, you know, And to this day, it's still the same problem is like that same, I think that same sort of like atmosphere hangs over some people's pensions, you know. So one of my siblings did lose their pension. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, One of the things that stands out for me in your story disconnection is actually the theme of financial trauma that many people went through and maybe have never recovered from. Is any part of the story inspired by your own life, your own personal journey. Yeah. I think the craziest thing was at that time, because I was also doing some freelance work in between my general sort of like work. And one of the things that happened to me is I I got paid in Zim dollars Mm. on one day and the money was only transferred like five days later. And the value of the money 
I'll never forget, you know, when I'd invoiced, it was worth a thousand dollars. When I then withdrew it from the bank, it was worth sixty dollars. Wow. Um and I That's remember That's a thousand United States yes, dollars. Uni- United States dollars. So it was worth a thousand US dollars, I think five to six days before. By the time I then got it in my bank, it was worth sixty dollars. And I remember walking into a supermarket and the two things that were available to buy. To my left, the condoms, and to wow. my right, the uh, maputi or popcorn. Wow. And that was all that was in the supermarket by Avondale. Yeah. I think that puts into context for people who might not have experienced yeah. firsthand the situation, yeah. how how fast the money was losing value at that particular point in time. Your play sort of ends on an optimistic note, which I won't give away, of course, because our listeners are going to have the opportunity to hear the podcast. But revisiting your play over a decade later, do you see anything differently? Or um, would you have written the play as it is? What What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. I think the idea of hope, you know, I think of hope as something essential to life. So I would sort of like infuse some hope into a narrative, uh, naturally, just by inclination to encourage that a story always has hope in the end, even though at times the context doesn't change as much. And I think I would have stuck to the same way. There's always that that ray of hope. Our challenge is how to harness it. So it's almost like we're we're flowing through, we're flowing down one stream uh, called reality, and hope is a stream, a parallel stream running in the same direction. And very often we'll stick to. Mm. reality even you know within our own lives but more generally as communities we we really then shift into you know hope and that's that's sort of what i see now where the level of hopelessness is a reflection um again we're back to almost the same kind of scenario yeah where there's there's a lot more despondency and hopelessness and angst and it's down to so many factors so many things going wrong too many moving parts mm. within society and nothing really flowing within a stream of we can do something together. It's everybody trying to survive, divided and uh, disconnected. If it were, yeah, yeah. yeah, if it True. were ironic. Many families still living a disconnected life. Mm. Many families have never reconnected yeah. from that point of yeah. view. Like you mentioned, marriages fell apart. Yeah. People have grown apart. And that's something that's in our everyday life. Now, one thing stood out for me as I was going back through the script that you wrote in the beginning, which um, says it can often be said that independence doesn't always mean freedom and freedom essentially is about responsibility. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about um, (laughs) that particular line? Independence doesn't always mean freedom. So I think it was inspired by the late Miles Monroe. Um, I read a book of his called The Burden of Freedom. Okay. So as I read it, I realized how, you know, most African nations are or, you know, like they, they've realized independence. Yet in terms of development and, you know, that economic trajectory, in terms of that, they haven't attained the level of responsibility required to build the nation. You know, and you see it, you know, like with most historical nations, yeah. 10, 50 years on, yeah. uh, we still have the same problems. And and the problems that shouldn't be problems, you know, like having a water crisis, having a power crisis, those shouldn't be the problems we should be encountering, you know. Um, 
But those come down to responsibility. Are you responsible for the people? Do you care for your people? And again, it's it's both private and public, you know. So when you look at private, it's, it's just our capacity to drive uh, an economic engine, you know, and, and not for self ends, but actually to build, you know, the nation, you know. So a lot of, a lot of self-driven people are independent you're financially free yeah yet you're living in a in a country without certain resources without certain innovations true, true. yet you've got the money and it's always uh, something like that that would capture my interest and pique my interest and thus you open up with a line that reminds you of the state yeah, yeah the state of our our hearts and minds as individual so we're we're, we're self-governing so to speak in quotes mm. yet true freedom carries a weight of responsibility, you know. Well, well, that's a big statement. So in your opinion, do you think it's leaders who lack a sense of responsibility for the people they lead? Or do you think it's something that's just lacking in general? Over time, it's lacked in general. And I think that's where this play then ventures into our household mm. and it doesn't deal with the macro political macroeconomic but actually household economics and looks at the state of the individual in the home and what they're going for and what they're fighting for and maybe in that we see a microcosm of the broader sort of like problem uh, within a society or within a nation like ours is it starts off in the household that's like the unit of economics that's the unit of politics. That's the unit of self-governance. Um, it starts there. And so once you see it in a macro scale, it's likely, you know, that it's manifested because there is a larger population of people yeah. wired that, you know, that way. I think for me, um, one of the most brilliant things about um, the story disconnection is just um, the fact that for those people who will be listening to this podcast who aren't Zimbabwean, it gives us a perspective on life in Zimbabwe during a very critical period where I think not many artists have documented that experience or put pen to paper to really express what they went through. And I think um, that's one thing we aspire to do to let people who might not have been here or might not ever have experienced Zimbabwe get that opportunity. Um, what would you say to our listeners about why they should listen to this particular story? Well, I think the timing of this podcast is impeccable or, uh, in, in terms of where we've come to as a globe, as, an, as a world, so to speak. And we're looking at stuff like, you know, post-COVID recovery, what have people gone through during a pandemic? And I look at our nation having gone through different types of pandemics. You may want to call it a recession, uh, but I think, you know, our economic problems have been some sort of like pandemic, true. metaphorically. That's very true. And post those economic meltdowns, yeah. what has happened to the typical Zimbabwean? And I think this is the kind of conversation that we should be having post a global pandemic. You know, what's happened to the family unit? Mm -hmm. How has it changed? What impact has, you know, such trauma had on the family unit. So I think this is an exciting conversation, actually, very interesting. It forced me to go back uh, a good sort of like 11 years or so, if I'm correct, or 13 years, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, 13 just years, about, yeah. yeah, just about 13 years to really go back and see how, how much have I changed, you yeah. know, and what's changed within me. 
Yeah. Do I have the hope that's, you know, <laughs> that's captured in the end of the story? Well, I think Zimbabwe as a nation has gone through periods of a lot of hope, starting mm. from 1980 with yeah. independence. Yeah. There was a lot of optimism and yeah. a lot of hope in people. Yeah. And then um, coming to the dip that happened um, in the late 90s. Mm -hmm. And we come again to the 2008, 2009 period where this play is set and that optimism and that hope. Yeah. And we had 2017 with the optimism and the hope and mm -hmm. um, the hope still goes on till this day. Mm -hmm. Where can our listeners find out more about your work and what you're currently working on at the moment? Uh, so creatively, um, I'm sort of spread uh, quite broadly. So I've been writing a series of books on on wealth creation. And the title of the series is The Difference Between a Dollar and a Million is Zero. Mm -hmm. And really just looking at the importance of adding value, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then I'm writing or part of the writing team for a, an animation project, an African animation project called Zania Rises. Yeah. And so some of what you may be interested in me about, you can get on a website, www.africannight.co.zw. And that's mostly my business consultancy and the writing. Okay. And I'll be posting different things on LinkedIn and Instagram uh, as Musekio Samrio. All right. Well, thank you very much. Well, I can definitely tell our listeners that Musekio Samrio is one of the best voices and writers in Zimbabwe. And um, if you haven't read anything by him or any of his works, please do visit his website. And I hope you'll enjoy Disconnection, the podcast. Thank you very much, Musekiwa, for being here today. Thank you very much for having me.